welcome to Big Blend Radio's Food, Wine, and Travel Show, where we go across country and travel the world with members of the International Food, Wine, Travel Writers Association. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Travel Writers Panel Discussion with the International Food, Wine, Travel Writers Association. I encourage you to go to their website, ifwtwa.org. And we love this show because we get to catch up with travel writers across the country about some of their destinations. And today we're focusing on holiday destinations. In fact, we're going to go outside the country. We're going to go to Egypt. Who would think about going to Egypt for the holidays? Uh, we're going to go to LA. We're going to go to St. Augustine. I know we're going to go all over the place because we never stick to what we're supposed to do because travel is full of detours. So I want to bring our first guest on the show, Michelle Baker, and she's traveled the world apparently since she was six weeks old. So welcome to the show, Michelle. How are you? I'm great, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me today. I really look, I'm looking forward to this. So where are you based out of? So I live right now in Jackson, Mississippi. Awesome. Um, I have lived all over the place. I just happen to be here right now. Wow. Wow. And so Mississippi, I love your state. Jackson, you. you've got so much uh, blues history that, um, I'm sorry, but I love your state. I love Mississippi. Thank you got you. the Natchez Trace. You got all kinds of stuff going on. I want to bring Terry Guthrie on and Terry, you're in Texas, right? You're, are you in Austin? No, I'm not. I'm in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, so I just live just north um, of right between Dallas and Fort Worth. Okay, yeah, I know you, where you are, and so I know that you have a connection with Mississippi, too. I do, I do. That was where I was born and raised, and that's where I went to the University of Southern Mississippi, and um most of my family, actually, my husband and my family all live in Mississippi. We are Texas transplants, but we've lived here for 37 years. Well, I'll tell you what, Mississippi and Texas uh, and Louisiana, you know, I love Louisiana, right? Yes. Um, that shares this musical background, which I think is really cool. And both states do, uh, you know, holiday season and festivals. It's a big deal. You guys know how to celebrate, y'all. I'm just saying. Uh, but I <laughs> yes, want to go over <laughs> to, to Marjorie Rothstein. And Marjorie, you're you're out in L.A. area, right? Yes, yes. But I'm going to be sharing about Laguna Beach, which is my absolute favorite place in the Southern California area. Yeah. So are, are you born and raised in Southern California? Oh, no, no. I'm a, I'm a coast girl. I'm from the East Coast, and now ah. I'm on the West Coast. Okay. So yeah, two very different kind of coastal atmospheres, right? Well, I'm from New York. Ah. <laughs> to make sure. sure we need that. Oh yeah, the shore. <laughs> make sure. Make sure. So Marjorie, you, you seem to really uh you know connect more with the luxury lifestyle, right? And spas and and feeling good. Um so there's no sleeping on the ground for you out in the tent. Well, I did that when I was younger, but not these days. I, I'm a little too old for that. I mean, a nice cushy um, uh, mattress would be okay. But no, I, 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 it's not about lush and plush. It's about regenerative travel and, and healing. Mm. It's, it's For me, it's more about longevity and becoming ageless. Oh, so regenerative travel. This is something we're hearing about more and more. There's transformative uh, transformational travel. Um, 
tell us a little bit about the regenerative side of it. I think that's something that we should look at as travelers and travel writers. You know, um, I, I'm going to preach this, but the future of healthcare is self-care. And the future is now. And the first place to start is to become the CEO of your own health. And it's not about pampering. And, you know, it's not about luxury so much as it is about um, helping to maintain your, your own um, well-being. And so that's what I'm passionate about. It's, you know, I'm probably a little older than you ladies. And I will say that it's not about plastic surgery or any of this other stuff. It's about natural healing and learning about how to take care of yourself. And these regenerative places have a lot of opportunities for healing. Mm. I think sometimes you have to also exit your normal routine, go to something new to be able to change your routine for a better. Absolutely right. You get out of your daily routine, the stresses and strains of the traffic and being And bad habits. (laughs) Yeah. Well, all of that and just have somebody take care of your food, take care of everything. And all you do is just focus on your inner self. And you don't even need to be in a fancy place. You can be in an eco resort where you're just immersed in nature and mm-hmm. beauty. And that's the most important things to, to get grounded, pick up your shoes and strip yourself of any fancy schmancy clothes, whatever. Just be in tune with yourself and nature. I love that, especially during the holiday season. Everybody gets so stressed out and gets to the Black Friday drama and I'm like, oh, my God, like, that, I don't even think your family or friends want you to go through that. Or who, you know, do we need that extra TV for 100 bucks or whatever it is? I think we need to start looking at experience. And I really believe travelers want true experiences right now. And I want to go to you, Terry. Tell us a little bit about the focus of your travel writing and experiences. Well, my focus really is upscale travel for upscale travelers. Um, and my husband um, travels with me because I started traveling with him. He is actually just a recently retired international captain with Delta Airlines. And that's where all oh, my wow, yeah. began. And, um, so I was, he could just jump seat anywhere around the world. If he yes, wanted. yes. And I was his little tag along and loved it. And so fortunately, I have um, gotten to see the world extensively. We would go. Um, probably two or three times a month on an international trip. And um, it was a lot of fun. And um, he's recently retired since COVID. And now he's traveling with me. But um, with a degree in journalism, it just kind of came together. I also have a love for photography. And um, I had someone reach out to me and say, Hey, I know you travel a lot. I know you love to write. I know you love photography. And um, we are wondering, would you like to write for us for this lifestyle magazine? And that's kind of how it all came about. Um, so I love, I, I love international places, but I also love the United States. Um, we have a motor home that we keep out West. And so we are, we are lovers of our, um, our nation's treasures, our um, national parks. And um, we also love to go to nice resorts and historic hotels are one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Right now we're actually recording and we're at a historic bed and breakfast, the Lion and the Rose bed and breakfast in uh, the historic Montfort district of Asheville, North Carolina. And I have to tell you, man, 
we're, I mean, we are 600 historic homes in this neighborhood. It used to be its own place. And then Asheville said, no, you got to come over here. We're going to have to share water rights. So, <laughs> you know, so this, I think it's really interesting about going to historic places. And it, it's interesting how, you know, historic hotels, bed and breakfast resorts have to make this balance of keeping history and then bringing up the visitor experience into modern times and yeah. add that luxury. And I'm sure, you know, Marjorie, with you and your writing and travelers uh, travels, you you deal with that too. You want the history, but listen, I still want those modern amenities, right? <laughs> it's nice to get other cultural influences if you're in a place where they have indigenous tribes or something, and you get to use these, you know, indigenous plants and whatever. So that kind of thing, where you're where you're immersing in their culture. Mm, I, that leads right to Michelle. Good segue, Marjorie. You did good. She gets extra points. Uh, Michelle, uh, I want to talk about your start in writing because you have all kinds of writing that you do and um, also very spiritual and tapping into the other dimensions that many of us may ignore sometimes and not realize we have, but then also traveling over to Egypt. I know you want to talk about Egypt in the holidays, and that's something many of us may not think, hey, this is a destination. So tell us a little bit just to get started about your writing focus and how that all started for you. Sure. So I have been writing ever since I can remember, since I was a little girl. Um, I mostly enjoyed my English classes when I was in high school. I was also good at math, too. But, you know, English was always my most interesting subject. Um, then when I got into college, I majored in languages. So it was always sort of a mix of of the that I was traveling and the writing that I was doing in all sorts of formats and then foreign languages. So it all, as, as Marjorie said, and as Terry said, it sort of all serendipitously came together into this one beautiful career of travel writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, I really love everything about it. And, and one of the things that I enjoy most is writing about Egypt, which is a country that I've been to I think 15 times now. I just, I love it there. I love it there. Beautiful. So that ties in too. So I'm really lucky. I I have the best job in the world. In fact, I don't even consider it a job because there should be another word for something that you do, that you love, that you happen to get paid for. Yeah. It's not a job. It's, it's your, it's your life. You know, people say, who are you? You know, it's like some people say, well, it's not your job. So if it's your own, industry, your own profession. That's what you, what you are. Marjorie, how did you get started in writing? Well, you know, I have a degree in fine art and interior design. And ah. I, I lust after beauty. I lust after beautiful environments. So I was hooked in through hotels. I, I had some of my art um, acquired by a hotel um, group here in LA and they took some of my art, and in exchange, I got barter, which wasn't too smart in those days, but I was young. So I got to go to, like, they had the leading hotels of the world book, and you could pick out where you wanted to go. And and so the barter afforded me the opportunity of staying in some luxury hotels, which I could have never done on an artist's budget. But, you know, it, it, that got me hooked, and I it was like a dream book to look at these places. Like some people look at even Marcus catalog. I was looking at these hotels. And, I mean, long story short, but I went to a psychic 
reading at CBS. And this oh, hello, woman, Michelle can help you there. I know this woman. Um, I raised my hand about something. And she said, "Oh, this is a woman you need to get to know." They were talking about me, and later on, some travel guy comes up to me and said, "Would you like to work with me?" And it was like, "Okay, I don't, you know, because I I'm a journalist by you know profession as well." So long story short, he said, I have a trip to Thailand that they've invited me to go to, and it's wellness travel, and I don't really want to go because it's going to go to all these spas. And, and I went, okay. <laughs> so I ended up going to Thailand and visiting healing retreats and spas and staying in some of the most beautiful hotels in the world. And it was like, uh, I think I can get used to this. Ah. Wow. I love this. I love that, you know, your backgrounds all are connected and it just, it always happens in this serendipitous way of people, you know, and Michelle, maybe you could tell us why, why are like certain people like the other day I saw that um, Oscar Wilde and Eugene O'Neill, two playwrights and authors were born on the same day. Is that put on purpose? Like what's going on with this, with these little soul groups of people, but it happens on its own, you know, it's kind of bizarre. And I think when we travel, we should kind of dip our toes into serendipity and allow that little bit of joy. And in the holiday season, when we're talking about destinations, I think we need to remember to actually enjoy it and not be in this mad rush of craze of shopping. Yes, shop. Absolutely. Maybe the smaller places, the unique places, if you're going to give a gift, why give the same box store gift when you can actually do something unique that comes from a place with thought and heart and eat and drink, be merry along the way and go get a spa, you know, treatment. So you feel good. So I think I'm very excited about this discussion with you all today. So Terry, um, I know you and I have talked a little bit about Natchitoches, Louisiana, which is my backdrop for Christmas. Yeah. Now you've done Natchitoches, Louisiana's Christmas. I think they're doing their 97th festival this year. Natchitoches wow. is the oldest state, uh, oldest city in Louisiana, and we'll actually be there this year for which um, after covering Natchitoches for 10, 11 years, uh, finally, we're going to do it. <laughs> We've been there for years, but never on this time frame. We always somehow make it to the dead of summer, like, and, and you all know about Mississippi, Louisiana in the middle of summer, right? Oh, yeah. um, so this will be a change, but. Um, so you did do Natchitoches. Was it fun? Do you remember being there with all the lights? Oh, yes, yes. I was um, amazed. I had no idea. And, um, of course, um, you know, it's been the backdrop for many movies. Mm-hmm. And um, also, I love it because Natchitoches is very historical, as you stated, and being the oldest city in Louisiana, it has so many um, traditions and such great rich history. But the lights are just phenomenal. I you can't even imagine and they're so colorful. And then you've got the reflection of the lights on the water, and the big, beautiful trees all along the riverbank. And um, of course, the food, you know, that food and yes, the best <laughs> those meat pies are a must. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of fun. We uh, one of the things I enjoyed the most was um, the carriage ride that um, took us around and to some areas that we would not have even seen, I think, if we had just been walking by 
um, just walking around, but it's a lot of fun and it's cool. I mean, I think it's one of the oldest um, Christmas festivals in the United States. It is. It is. And what I think is interesting. So you went from the oldest city in Louisiana, but today you're going to talk about St. Augustine, which is our oldest city in the country. And exactly. you experienced that and you've got some amazing photos um, of St. Augustine all lit up for Christmas. So tell us a little bit about St. Augustine. Well, it is unbelievable. And um, I just had to go see it for myself. It was actually on Facebook where I saw my um, friend from Florida driving around in a convertible and I saw her snapshots. I'm like, wait, what is going on here? What is this place? Because their architecture there is just off the charts. I have never seen more beautiful architecture. Um, of course, this all started back in 1565 and they have embraced a lot of the Spanish um, traditions at Christmas because, you know, it was originally um, um, founded by the Spanish people and they have um, a lot of Spanish and a lot of different cultures there. It's very mm-hmm. multicultural in St. Augustine, which I love. Um, honestly, if you didn't realize you were in the United States, you may not even think that, you know, you were in America because it looks so European, which I also love. I love just that old world charm. And they have so many lights, millions. But what's different about their festival as compared to some others is they only use white lights. And that's there again, a nod to the Spanish culture that started there. And they have millions and millions and millions of white lights. And it's all done so tastefully. And I think they must have competitions because, I mean, not only are all the beautiful buildings illuminated, but also um, the restaurants and storefronts. And it's just, I mean, your jaw will drop. And of course, you've got the river there, too, that reflects a lot of the, the lights. But this is their 30th year. And another fun thing about St. Augustine and seeing um, it's called the Knights of Lights. And this is their 30th anniversary. But I love all the options that you have there for seeing the lights. You can just, you know, do the traditional thing and walk around or you can hire a guide that will walk you around and also give you a little bit of history. And um, well, if like you, that. yeah, that's a lot of fun. Um, they also have these um, great little trams that take you around. Um, it's a lot of fun. They tell you some history, but you also sing Christmas carols and then they have hot chocolate. And so that's fun. Or you can get a golf cart um, that holds about 12 people and have a more personalized tour. You can see it from the river. Um, so you can take a sailboat or they have all these different charter boats that you can see it from the waterfront. That's beautiful as well. Of course, they have the carriage rides and um, I think they do some kind of cool wine and cheese stuff with that. Or um, you can see it from the air. They have helicopter tours that go over all of the historic area, um, which is a huge area. I think it's Okay, we got we got Terry back. She went there into the little vortex of internet malfunctions. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> but tell us about those tours. I know you're talking about helicopters and car- well, I know you like the carriage tours. That seems to be a thing. 
<laughs> oh, yes, yes. And it's so pretty just um, seeing the carriage tours and hearing the clop-clop of the horses going around on the brick streets. But um, the only other thing I was going to mention besides the helicopter tours um, would be to climb up to the top of their lighthouse. That's 219 Ooh. stairs. But it is a spectacular aerial view of all of historic St. Augustine and the Knights of Lights. Ooh, did they have any special food like that we should know about for St. Augustine? Or, I mean, it's pretty much it's, you know, boat to table there, isn't it? Also, because you're on the coast. Yes, yes. And let me tell you, their food is delicious. When I was there last year, I'm sure I gained five pounds. Um, we tried so many new and different things, um, some Cuban and Spanish foods that I had never had before. Um, but their food scene there in St. Augustine is amazing. Um, mm-hmm. They have a couple of very iconic restaurants, Columbia, which um, their sister restaurant in um, Tampa is actually the oldest restaurant in Florida. And um so that one is beautiful and it is decorated to the hilt at Christmas as well. And Michael's is uh, really made a name for itself. It's a great gourmet restaurant and there's just everywhere you look. I don't know how many, they have hundreds of restaurants. I feel like there, it was always a, a tough decision about where are we going to eat tonight? Because um, we had so many great options. And for shopping for people looking for holiday gifts, it looks like you know the old town, downtown area looks like you could just, you know, shop your heart out with real unique treasures. Exactly. I would advise don't pack your suitcase completely full because you will want to leave some room in your suitcase for some um, shopping and souvenirs. Um, Yes, I love it. And it's right there on that main promenade um, that is so illuminated with all those beautiful lights. So if that doesn't get you in the Christmas spirit, I don't know what will to be able to be shopping and hearing the music, smelling the smells of all the different great restaurants. And um, then, of course, seeing the millions and millions of beautiful white lights. It's very illuminated and very magical. Nice, nice. I want to go over to Michelle who's going to take us to Egypt, right? Are we going to Egypt, Michelle? We are going to Egypt. Ooh. Now, do you think people realize that this is a destination for the holiday season? Actually, in my opinion, um, Christmas is the absolute best time to go to Egypt because they have basically two seasons. They have a mild winter and then they have a boiling lava hot summertime. So you definitely want to go during the time of the year when it's only about 75 as a high rather than 120 as a high. So Christmas is the absolute perfect time to go to Egypt, just strictly on the weather, because it's it's perfect. Now, it does get a little chilly out in the desert, but that's okay. We, we, can, we can work with that. Um, the best part about Egypt at Christmas time is that even though Egypt is a Muslim country, they are 100% focused on tourism. So everything that you see will be decorated for Christmas. They know who they're tourists are they know how to make it special for you and there are christmas trees there are lights there are banners that say merry christmas and happy new year um there was even once when i went a santa well a, a santa I santa in egypt huh yes he was <laughs> kind of skinny and probably about 19 but he was dressed in a santa suit so we're going to give him the benefit of the doubt for that. He even had a sack full of presents, but 
As far wow. as the traditional sort of fat, older, white beard Santa, no. But if you're okay with swarthy Santas, then this is a good thing. Did he ride a camel instead of reindeer? He didn't ride a camel that day, but, you know, I feel certain that you could. I mean, there's there's camel rides all over the place, around the pyramids, out in the desert. Yes. He didn't there's appear on a camel that day, but he could have. There's something magical about Christmas in the desert and the holidays in the desert, whether you, you know, do, do, no matter what your beliefs are, right? There's yes. just something, to me, I'm one of those people who just, hey, let's celebrate all the holidays and, and, and experience what everybody believes in. To have greater that, understanding, you know. And that's exactly what the Egyptians do. They celebrate mm -hmm. all the holidays because they cool. know that, you know, they have their own holidays, but they also know that tourists want to celebrate their own holidays, whatever those mm -hmm. are. Um, Christmas seems to be a big one, but of course, all the other ones are celebrated too. Mm. So people going over, what about shopping? How do we handle that? Because there's only so much we can take in our suitcase, right? Shopping. Egypt is a great place to shop. You can find anything in the universe in Egypt. I have convinced myself of this. Um, well, there's really two ways to do it. You can go to the small markets where you can buy locally made Egyptian tchotchkes of all kinds. You can find little alabaster cats. You can find clothes. You can find... Um, Egyptian things with Egyptian hieroglyphs on them. So you can buy anything or you go to some place like one of their brand new shopping malls in New Giza and you would never know that you weren't in New York or LA or Miami. Oh, wow. wow. And there's everything in between. By the way, they have a sort of a Walmart equivalent store. It's called Carrefour. Go buy yourself a suitcase for 20 bucks. That's what you oh. do. Go shopping in Egypt. Oh, wow. Then buy, just you buy another off. suitcase and fill that baby up. Oh, wow. Wow. What about the food? What What should we try there, That especially for people the first time going to Egypt that, well, you know, because people Terry, get nervous, you know. Sure. The food is amazing. To me, three quarters of the point of the reason that you travel is because then you get to try the other people's food. That's my favorite part. Yeah. Um, there are so many delicious things to try in Egypt. Mostly Egyptian food is meat with some sort of a side. So you can get beef, you can get chicken, you can, in Alexandria, which is a port city, you can get fresh fish right out of the ocean. Um, wow. in the desert, they might serve you goat or lamb. So there's all basically anything except pork, because again, it is a Muslim country, right. but you can do any of the meats. They're really good at meat. Um, but the best thing for Christmas is a drink called Sahlab. It's a, a thick, um, sort of a milky sweet. And depending on the recipe, it either has peanuts on the top or coconut on the top or raisins on the top or cinnamon on the top. But it's a hot drink to fortify you in the cold 50 degrees that it is at night oh wow okay so it's nice and creamy and ooh, like i like yes. the toppings sound good delicious. to me delicious oh, wow. i'm liking this so marjorie apparently we're going to go for a spa retreat well i was going to share about um the five there's 
like four or five five-star hotels in Laguna. One in particular is the Montage. And that is a stunning, um, I think it's got like an East Coast style to it, but um, it's nestled on the cliff overlooking the ocean. And there's a picturesque coastline of Southern California that forget Malibu, forget La Jolla. There's something about the coastline around Laguna that is just stunning. You feel like you're in Europe. And if you're one of these people like myself that doesn't like to go holiday traveling with the crowds, I go off season traveling. So if I want to go to Europe, I'm not going to go or somewhere. I don't want to go when everybody else is going. And one of the things about Laguna is that you feel like you're in Europe. It, the coastline is just charming. And um, they have a festive holiday flair. And it's it's just just lovely. I lived there for two years. So that's where my heart is. And um, there's uh, the Montage Resort. Then there, and there's another resort called the Ritz Carlton, which is on the cliff overlooking the ocean. And that has a spectacular deck where you can watch the sunset Pacific over the Pacific. And you have a couple of glasses of wine or whatever drink you choose. And I'm going with the wine. (laughs) Well, it, it, it is just. It's just spectacular. And you just sit there and you look along the coastline and people from all the world are there and they just go, this is, this is it. This is world class. And then there's another hotel called the Pelican Hill Resort, which is up on way up inside. It's in Newport coast. It's all relatively new. Um, the Irvine company is a developer that used to be all farmland and then they developed all this land so this is a gigantic resort and it's it's um it's got views of the ocean golf everybody's got golf courses and then the other resort that i love is the waldorf which was uh, the monarch beach hotel it's not right on the ocean but it's a little bit set back from where the ritz carlton is so there's like even a there's lots of hiking trails and stuff and you can walk from one place to the next and um the the wall is is just beautiful and um it has um i don't know who owns the spa now but it had like it had fabulous spa and um they all have beautiful spots beautiful and private like um the waldorf has its own spa pool the um the montage has its own spa pool so there's a big main pool at the montage which is like stunning with this art beautiful art um painting on the on on the um surface of the pool and it is just like a painting you know and then the spa pool is nestled right alongside the ocean so i mean even in the winter i used to go there and just sit and watch the ocean they had actually something i really love which is like the citrus beer And, you know, I go to my yoga class, which was across the street. And then I go sneak into the pool with the beer and watch the ocean. But, um, no, I just, uh, Laguna, mm-hmm. I'm so, um, I'm so in love with that town. It's, it's just so charming. And it's really known as an artist colony. Right. Because don't they have this, is it this Sawdust Festival? Um, yeah. 
Yes. And, you know, when I lived there, I didn't even know that the Sawdust Festival is in the winter, too. It's a summer festival. People come from all over the world. And the one thing that they have in the summer is the pageant of the masters, which is. That's it. Yeah. I lived in L.A. for 40 years and I had never been because I live in L.A. You know, it's like, oh, I'm not going to go down to Laguna to see an art thing. This is a world class art event. But, you know, it's in the summer, but it is everybody in town um, is part of it. These people have volunteered themselves. And what they do is they create scenes from world class fine art, you know, from Rembrandt to um, to Andy Warhol, depending on the theme. And they set it up on a stage and people... It's it's so it's a huge stage and they set up these paintings and sculptures and people actually are in the sculptures. They're painted like they're in the sculpture. So you don't know if you're looking at a sculpture. Oh, wow. Or, or but the, and then you can see that there's people in there and the whole town celebrates. It's it's such a cohesive. That's unique. Yeah. Oh. And the shopping is good there, too, apparently. Well, not only do you get the art and the artisans, because everybody's selling their craft, but they have, you know, the South Coast Plaza, which is one of the big, fancy, ritzy, you know, shopping centers. But, I mean, I prefer the small boutiques, and and it, it, it's just lovely. I mean, it's just lovely. Everything about it, you know, is just charming. And, yes. I like, people- I like your idea of the orange beer, like, overlooking the ocean. And having like yoga and a spa treatment, I just feel like we have to remember, like we have like this busy year and we're going into the next year. Part of the holidays now we got to celebrate, you know, there's obviously religious and spiritual beliefs in the holidays. Um, and everybody's different in what their beliefs are. But I also believe it's like we should look at, it's also a time of reflection within the busyness, right? And as we go into a new year and some of us are already celebrating a new year, depending on beliefs, right? is to, no matter what, just have that reflection, reflection personally, reflection on business, your, you know, personal and professional time. And I think, you know, what you're talking about, Laguna Niguel is, Laguna, it's not all Laguna Niguel, right? It's all Laguna. Whole strip, yeah. Yeah, that whole strip. And that, it goes up to Newport, as I recall, right? Well, the Pelican Hill is in Newport Coast. Okay. So the area is developed. it's, It's just... A cohesive, um, the whole region, even Costa Mesa, like where South Coast Plaza and yeah, all, all of is, that. Everything is aligned to the coast, and it's not as a um, elitist as like Malibu, where you you don't know where you can get in. I mean, there's public beaches everywhere, and you know the hotels have access. In fact, the montage was built with the intention for people to be able to have a, a cliffside park. So anybody could walk along the cliffside park and they do awesome. do classes outside there. In, I just think we have to breathe. Like we have to breathe this year out and bring the new one in, exactly. you know, breathe it out and inhale for the next one. And hopefully let, let it, things in the world get better. I mean, I, I think it's hard when we talk about holiday season, we see what's going on in the world. And so we have that weird balance. And in the holiday season, there's, joy and then some people are experiencing intense sadness how do we balance this out well it's it we have to find that that balance in the holidays and maybe it is yoga 
Maybe it is having a beer overlooking the ocean. Maybe it's riding a camel, you know, or maybe we could go be a pirate in St. Augustine. <laughs> they have that pirate's place. I remember there, there's like a, a pirate's thing going on there. So I think had some fun because, hey, who knows how long we're here. I think we better have a good time. And if we come back, let's let's haunt people. Let's at least make a pact of doing that. Um, because, you know, I'm just saying, um, I want to just go to each of you um, and ask you what your personal favorite way to celebrate the holidays, whether it be, you know, the fall, the winter holidays, what is your favorite way and place? So like if, you know, someone said to you, okay, I'm going to wave a wand and you get to go anywhere in the world, where are you going to go? Who do you want to spend it with, whether they're alive or passed on? Okay. Because Michelle will talk to them for you. Um, so alive or passed on, um, who are you going to spend those holidays with, where? And we're going to talk about, like, what are you going to eat and drink? Because that's important. We're, you know, it's the International Food, Wine, Travel Writers Association, so we got to cover it all. So let's start with you, Terry. Where are you going? Oh, my goodness. That's a tough one. Oh, come um, on, anywhere in the world for the I, holidays. You know, I have people ask me all the time, um, since we travel so much, where's your favorite place? And I really never can um, just zero in on one thing because I love so many different areas. Um, I have to say at Christmas is maybe my one of my favorites because I also have a December birthday. And oh, well, um, so it's kind of fun now. I hated it as a kid, but I have embraced it as an adult because I feel like um, everything is so beautiful at Christmas and um, everything's so festive. And so it's actually a great time to have a birthday. And um, I would take my family. I have um, two daughters and um, three grandsons and another on the way. And as of last week, I just um, became a grandmother of two little girls. My daughter just got married in Puerto Vallarta. So we've just expanded our family. I would have us all because it's kind of hard for us to get together. Um, We live in different places. So I would do that. As I was thinking about this radio show today, I know I'm talking about St. Augustine, but I was thinking this would be such a perfect place to go next year for Christmas and for my birthday, because it's not just about the Christmas decorations. They have so much to do there and it's so historical and they have 42 miles of pristine beaches right there on the Atlantic coast. I feel like we just touched the tip of the iceberg and we were there for a week I remember leaving there thinking, I want to come back. And as I was thinking about my trip there last December, I thought, I want so badly to take my grandchildren and my children to St. Augustine because there are just endless things to do. There's so much rich history and just such a great family time that you could have. Of course, you know, um, it could be very, very romantic as well if you didn't want to have your family but um, they have so many charming bed and breakfasts there that are, you know, all historic homes. And, um, hey, National Geographic and Condé Nast say it's, it's one of the best places, um, especially at Christmas in the world. So it's something to be discovered there always. And I would put that awesome. at the top of my list. Awesome. Awesome. What about you, Michelle? Gosh, I knew you were going to ask me this question next. And <laughs> I actually have so many. I have, like Terry, 17 places in my head. Well, 
okay, I'm going to give the, the, the answer that goes along with this show, which is I would like to be on the balcony of my little inn in Cairo. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this, but we co-own a three-room inn that literally overlooks the Sphinx and the pyramids. It's 200 yards away from the pyramids. Wow. So we have a bird's eye view. Beautiful balcony. You can see the sound and light show from the balcony. I would like to be watching the sound and light show. They show it in English every night at six o'clock. I want some fresh seafood from the restaurant that's right around the corner that delivers for a dollar. That's how much they charge to deliver. Um, and I just want to sit there with my all the people that I love, especially my mother, who's my partner in the tour company. Um, and our Egyptian tour partner, his name is Adil Taha, but we just call him Habibi, which means beloved in Arabic. So I, I just want to be on my own balcony with my mom and Habibi eating seafood and watching. Sounds the good. Now, are we allowed wine in Egypt or is that a no-no? Oh, yes. Yes. Like oh. I said, they are all about the tourists. So, yes. Okay. Some beer, sure. You want some wine, sure. Now, they do make a beer in Egypt. I I've had some, and all I can say is, uh, maybe don't drink beer in Muslim countries that's made there because they really don't know much about beer. But okay, good you know, tip. They try. They tried, and any 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 alcohol that you want is available. For but tour. tea is going to be good. Tea is going to be yes. up there tea like yes. I'm, they call I love my tea yes okay that's it awesome awesome so Marjorie what about you well you know when you started to say that I thought well I've always wanted to go to the Maldives but the thing is that if you said any holiday I'm a fourth of July baby so anywhere where there's fireworks is where I want to be and I oh look I have fireworks right there for you yes <laughs> I, I know so um a couple of years ago I went to uh fireworks over Lake Tahoe, and it was just spectacular. Oh. So I'm a fireworks kind of girl. Um, and who I'd be with? Well, I'm hoping to find my soulmate one of these days and go somewhere wonderful with him. That's <laughs> in the future, I suppose. Right on. Hey, at least you know you. you I think fireworks are good. Just and to be in a place where you're not so crowded, you know, is also. I think we need we need the balcony that Michelle was talking about. For the fireworks, you know. Um, so what I want to touch on too is about each of you, where you're going next. Um, so Terry, I believe San Antonio is on your radar. Is that right? That's right. Yes. Um, I am very excited to get to go to San Antonio. I don't do a whole lot in Texas, um, strangely, even though we have so many fantastic places and things to do here in Texas. But San Antonio is beautiful oh. at Christmas. I do know that. Um, there on the river walk. I had seen it a long time ago when I went with my husband on a layover and I thought it was one of the prettiest things I'd ever seen. Um, but this year they are introducing and launching a new festival and it's called um, Holidays on Houston Street. That's five blocks of this historic area that goes from, I believe, Legacy Park all the way to the Alamo. And I'm going to get to be one of the first travel writers to see it and write about it. But it's going to have kind of an old world charm, um, the European Christmas markets and oh, see, Antonio, she's be happy. 
yeah. actually has a huge German community. I don't know if y'all mm-hmm. knew that, but they do. And um, I think they're really bringing in a lot of their um, different cultures in San Antonio. And it's supposed to be really exciting and charming as, you know, they will have all the different um, ethnic foods and um, decorations and um, entertainment. And I am very excited about getting to go. And of course, we'll be there on my birthday. So that makes it oh. extra special. Well, happy birthday. We have to tell you that, you know, hey, I wish you a good one. <laughs> and no, you. I love that. I love that. And I love that about Texas, like depending on where you're driving, you'll get, you know, um papa music or Nintendo music or yes. country western, you know, and hill country music. Everything's, yeah, it's cool. It's very cool. Yes. So, um, Michelle, where's your next destination as a travel writer? So, um, I am planning a trip to uh las vegas for christmas this year oh i haven't been to las vegas in probably 15 years it's been a long time and uh my mother was recently sick but she's 100 percent recovered now and she said i haven't gotten to go anywhere all summer so where can we go for christmas and we said well i don't you know, what, what shall we do? So she said, well, let's, let's get in the car and head out West. So we're going to be going through Texas, beautiful state. Love it. Louisiana. Yes. We're headed West and we'll go to Albuquerque for a couple of days. We'll go to Santa Fe for a couple of days, Las Vegas for a couple of days. And then who knows what'll happen next. We, she has told me many times if we have our car and we have a credit card and a toothbrush, we can, we can travel. That's absolutely yeah. it. And that's a beautiful drive, too. It and, is. Uh, you, you can stop and get meat pies and Natchitoches on your way. Uh, you been... know, that's a good thought. We can do that. Yes. Yeah. Go to the you French Market Express. behind you. Yep. The French Market Express. It's right off the highway that you're going to pass. And you get off there, get gas, and go in and get yam cakes and French uh, and meat pies. The French Market Express. I love it. It's right where all the hotels are. But this gas station, I mean, they have a gas station food trail in Louisiana, which I'm sorry, but it's good food. I know I'll have to go to a spa resort and detox. Thanks, Marjorie. You'll help me with that after that. But um, but Albuquerque in, in the holiday season and Santa Fe has all, uh, you know, all the luminarias set out. And it is, you know, the Southwest does Christmas in this just magical way of just really celebrating the Mexico and Spanish traditions that it, it's, I know you have that in Texas too. So that's, that's awesome. So Marjorie, where's your next destination? I don't know. I, um, Ooh, I, throw trying, a dart. <laughs> I'm, I, exactly. I'm, I'm trying to find a healing retreat or spa, a regenerative place to really take care of myself. And um, I haven't found one yet that. Um, Maybe I'm, you'll find that soulmate. Well, I would love Ooh. that too. I would love that too. That that should definitely go along with the package deal. <laughs> <laughs> that's I love that, and you know, but that's the thing about sometimes you never know, and then all of a sudden something will pop up last minute, and it turns out to be like a life changing, magical thing. So I love that element of surprise. I, it's been so fun having you all the show. I don't know. I, I want to make sure that each of you give the website out and for listeners and viewers, um, all the links to the travel writers are in the show notes. 
but I want each of you to give your, your website links to everyone. And, um, of course, you know, social media too. I mean, it just, I think if everyone goes to your website, they can connect from there. No one's going to write anything down because everyone's listening. <laughs> but, yes. um, but, um, just to touch on this with IFTWA, the International Food Wine Travel Writers Association, just, a, you know, for people, um, you know, starting out and, and I think organizations really help and even not just starting out uh, to be part of a network. So let's touch on that and um, any tips that you can share either for travelers or travel writer. So let's start with you, Michelle, for as IFTWA, International Food Wine Travel Writers Association, we say IFTWA, it's easier to say than International Food Wine Travel Writers Association 10 times. Say that real fast and then take a sip of eggnog. And do it again. That's right. <laughs> so, Michelle, yeah, how long have you been a member? I am in my second year, so I'm relatively cool. new for IFTWA. Um, I've been to two of their conferences. Oh, I joined cool. right before the conference in Tampa, which was yeah. 2022. Mm-hmm. And I just got back from a beautiful week at sea for oh, IFTWA that sea cruise. 23, which yeah. was the princess cruise of the West Coast wine and wine country. So that was amazing. I've gotten a lot out of this organization. Mostly it's meeting the amazing people that are in it. To me, it's all about the people. To be able to join with other people that you just, you throw out words that are that are food terms and they know what you mean because they're food writers. It's so much fun. Um, I would just say, be involved. Pay your dues and be involved. That's been the most help for me. I've I've found people that I really like, that I connect with who are friendly. It's been, it's been a great experience. Awesome. Now, I would just say join the Facebook group and be active. Yeah. You'll, yeah. Be active. Yeah. So yeah. tips for those in, in if right. yeah. you'll they get great what you put in. So, so use those benefits. Active. And use the hashtag IFTWA too. IFWTWA. And use the hashtag IFTWA. I love yeah. following IFTWA on social media because you go around the world and then you don't do your work. Like if you want to yes. escape, like for a few hours, mm-hmm. just go follow IFTWA on social media and you'll be happy. If you want some inspiration of where to go, oh, Marjorie, that's what you got to do. Maybe you'll find your next trip that way. You know, <laughs> just go on there. Thank you. Actually, I, actually, Marjorie, I have a tip for you because my mom and I are going to Ojo Caliente in Santa Fe which is a natural mineral springs. There's, I think, mm. seven different uh, springs. You can get massage. You can do yoga. They have um, – it is a very regenerative place. Yeah, I would say. I, and then there's a thousand – oh, waves? there's like a thousand, thousand waves. waves. You got, thousand yeah. waves? Yeah, that, that's also um, a destination that might be a, up your alley in Santa it's Fe. limitless. It's limitless. Well, isn't that awesome? That's yeah. awesome. Yes. Yeah. So they should change it to limitless waves. I like that. <laughs> I like it. So Marjorie, uh, tell us how long have you been part of IFTWA? I just started this year. So um, I haven't really been that active because I've been trying to find, you know, my footing again after the whole COVID thing. So with the spas and resorts, but I, I'm very encouraged to meet you lovely ladies and it's inspiring. And both the places you mentioned sound like fabulous and saint augustine is the place that's supposed to be the fountain of youth so oh yeah that's right go there you know my quest for the best in healing retreats and spas and i'm in search of the fountain of youth so Mm. saint augustine sounds possibility 
I think that you also bring a light to the fact of regenerative travel and also taking care of yourself. Self-care is something that as travelers, it actually, I mean, I travel full time and, and, wow. you know, and so your health takes the backseat sometimes for candy bars that you shouldn't be eating. And I think sometimes we have to stop and regroup as writers because it's hectic. People think we're on a big vacation and yeah, we have an awesome life. But we better take that vacation in the between, you know. Taking time out for yourself, and even if it's a few minutes to just breathe and connect with your inner core, is is a respite from the crazy external chaos. <laughs> yeah. So, Terry, how long have you been a member? You know, I may be one of the newest members. I have only been a member probably about four months. Oh, and- right on. Yes, yes. Well, here's your welcome experience. (laughs) Yes, thank you. I was so sad to miss that fantastic conference that we just had um, on the cruise ship. But that's when my daughter was getting married in Mexico. Um, But it sounds fantastic. And I've already connected with so many people. And of course, um, I have enjoyed the personal development that um, is provided Sometimes travel writing can be a little bit lonely. Um, I think you're kind of off by yourself a lot, especially, you know, writing and a lot is done so remotely. But um, this is a great way to bring us all together, to share ideas, to learn about new places, to um, just really network. And that's just a huge benefit, I think. I love it. I love it. So, um, you know, I think Iftoy also did so much during covid they did a lot of webinars and so much work and, and they've continued to keep doing it. And I love seeing everybody help each other as writers. Cause like you say, it can be solitary, but writing is a solitary thing, yes. but to have a network where you can connect and people help each other with contacts with, Oh no, go here, try this restaurant, go to St. Augustine, go to the fountain. Yes. Of, I want the fountain of youth. Yes. I need the fountain <laughs> of youth. I, I need too. that. I know. So let's, in closing, I want to thank you each for joining us. But in closing, Marjorie, you want to share your website address for everyone to follow you? Yes, it's the five star life.com. And I think my battery is going to go dead. Okay, so five, the number five star. Numeric five, the numeric five star life.com. The five star life.com. Terry, your website? Travel with Terry. And Terry is two R's and an I. So travel with Terry.net. Okay. Michelle, what's the best one for you? Well, I guess treasuresofegypttours.com. Awesome. And of course, everyone, keep up with IFTWAT, IFWTWA.org. And here on Big Blend Radio, we air daily, so keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. Thank you, ladies, and thank you, listeners, as always. Thank you all. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Big Blend Radio's Food, Wine, and Travel Show, featuring members of the International Food, Wine, Travel Writers Association. We encourage you to visit their website. We say IFTWA, which is I-F-W-T-W-A dot org. You can also follow us at BigBlendRadio.com. Happy travels, everyone. <laughs>